Hi there. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk Sim podcast, brought to you by Anaxel, where we interview some of the brightest minds in simulation to discuss new methodologies, the current and future state of the discipline, learning resources, and inspiring stories. Anaxel is dedicated to advancing the science of healthcare simulation, and this podcast is an extension of our passion for simulation. I'm your host, Kyle Johnson, and I'm an associate professor and the associate dean for simulation at Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center School of Nursing and a member of the Anaxel Education Committee. Welcome, everybody. Today, we have an exciting episode for you. We have a guest host who is always working in the background, has always been part of asking questions and part of the process for getting the podcast out to you, our listeners, our simulationist community. And today I would like to introduce to you our guest host for today's series, episode five, Gamze, who is a doctoral candidate and a researcher at the Faculty of Nursing in Turkey. She started her career as a pediatric intensive care nurse in a university hospital for three years. And this was followed by seven years of work as a research assistant. She has been a member of the Anaxel Education Committee for about a year and has been working on the podcast this entire year with me um, and has been invaluable. And she was actually extremely instrumental in helping find our speaker for today, who has some exciting things to tell you about the work that is being done uh, in their simulation center. Her dissertation work is focused on screen-based simulation and intimate partner violence and is continuing her studies in public health and nursing with a focus on simulation. So again, Gamze is dedicated to the simulation community, and I am excited for her to guest host today. So take it away, Gamze. Thank you, Kyle, for the introduction. Uh, hi again. I am your guest host, Gamze Artoğlu-Kundakçı from Turkey. Welcome, everybody. Let's host in season two. I am so excited that you are here today. Uh, I have an exciting guest to introduce you. Uh, welcome, dear Davorin Markovic. Uh, Davorin is a registered nurse, medical simulation specialist, and coordinator of Team Center from Slovenia, Ljubljana. Uh, I want to introduce him. Uh, Davorin, with, uh, with many years of experience in the clinical environment, especially in the field of emergency, emergency medical care and trauma. He enthusiastically uh, passes on his knowledge of registration to professionals and also teams from companies and young parents who are happy to take part in experiential team building and foresight training in the simulation center. He regularly shares his rich knowledge at numerous international conferences and workshops in the field of healthcare, medicine, and quality. He is an active member of international research team, which emphasizes the importance of and above all promotes safety and teamwork in healthcare using the method of experiential learning simulation. They have a very unique simulation center. I visited it this year as an observer, and we want to share it with less thoughtful Let's get started. Uh, firstly, uh, could you provide an overview of your simulation center, including its unique structure, establishment, and user base? Okay, Gamze, thank you for the introduction. Yeah, of course, I can answer that question. So what's the speciality or simulation center is this? That we are a community health center that have a simulation center. So the basic the thing that is very important, 
we are the only simulation center that we know who work in primary healthcare. We are not secondary healthcare, not tertiary, but we are in primary healthcare and we are connected to the community health center. So basically, our boss is not our Ministry of Health, but our mayor of Ljubljana. Okay, so that's the most important thing. We are on primary health care. What that means is that we started uh, teaching our employees. At Community Health Center Ljubljana, we have around 1,600 employees, and we started teaching them with simulation in healthcare. But then it evolved beyond our measure, and now we teach the whole Slovenia and also a lot of people abroad. So that is one of the specifics that, that we have. And we also teach professionals, lay population, students, whatever you want. But our main goal was teaching our community health center professionals to provide uh, safety to our patients. That's the goal that we do. Uh, what is very important for us, we also, we are instructors in a simulation center. That means our full-time job is working in a simulation center. But because we have international licenses in ER, trauma, pediatrics, and so on, we still work clinical environment. We still all work pediatric ER, uh, trauma ER, and so on. So we are still working in a clinical field. So we always have the experience that we need that we can commute with other people that we teach. What's also very important, we teach a lot of modules from reanimation, trauma, what is very important for us, because we are primary health care, we have to work a lot with lay population. That means we teach a lot of oncology and palliative care, because there are a lot of people that need that kind of help, okay? And we have to teach them. For example, nurses who go on the field, they have to know a lot about palliative and oncology care. And also for our ER uh, responders, of course, we have to teach trauma, uh, reanimation, and so on. And what is very important, we always teach people interdisciplinary. That means it has to be doctor, nurse, physiotherapist, x-ray worker. They all have to fit in this module. I can't just teach one person. And what's very important, we also teach social healthcare worker because it's not only ER part. It's also the social part that everyone forgets. So that's the big improvement that we're trying to do to encourage to working with also social care workers. So that is on the brief side, structure of our simulation center, what we do and on which, on with which uh, healthcare level. So the main thing is primary healthcare level. We're not uh, bonded on university, clinical hospitals and so on, but community health center. That's the basis of our structure. Yeah, yeah. You are so a multidisciplinary team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, could you share specific examples of how simulation training has benefited healthcare professionals in Slovenia? Could you highlight any notable success stories or case studies from simulation training? Yeah, of course. We all have to know that we started with the simulation simulation center, so because of patient safety, it always starts with that. And I can tell you one big uh, success story. For example, if we are talking about rate of survival and talking about 
uh, go, having cardiac arrest in hospital environment for Europe and Slovenia, like the medium is 21%. That means that 24, uh, 21% is the survival rate. Okay, we were also there before 10 years, before we had the simulation center. Now, after 10 years, we have done research how many people who have had cardiac arrest in community health center and our ERs, what is the survival rate after 10 years that we have teached them? Because we are teaching them now for 10 years, our employees. And now the survival rate is not 21%, but 51 that means every other person who has cardiac arrest in Sohetsu Ljubljana is going from the hospital alive. That's a big improvement from 21 to 51. That's the first thing that I wanted to um, share out because patient safety is our main goal. Then is everything else. So that is the one thing. The other thing is it's a standard of education. It's not just hand skills, theory. It's all together. It's a teaching method that you use to teach someone and it's called like simulation in healthcare. That was the biggest problem when we tried to show people what exactly that means. Because a lot of people think that this is a circus, okay? At, and it can be if you don't know what you're doing. It's a thin line between simulation and circus, okay? So we have to watch out for that. The other thing that's very important that was a big success, success for us, we have continuous education of our employees. That means we teach them every six months all the urgent states that can happen to them when they are working. Okay. Before that, it was once every, every seven years. Now, because we have a simulation center, it's every six months, a doctor and his nurse, multidisciplinary team, has to come to us and they have to train. And they do that when they are in their uh, job. They are paid to be trained, okay, and prepared if something happens. So that's a very big deal for us because now this is a standard. We don't question it anymore. Every six months, they come and they train, okay? All the nursing schools also in Slovenia now come to our simulation center so their students have to train with us. They are here for two weeks every year, and they train with simulation in healthcare. So before there was a simulation center, they didn't, they didn't do that. Now, all the nursing schools in Slovenia come to us, and also uh, students from, medic, from medicine, when they finish their uh, last exam, they come to us and they train before they go to the clinical environment. So that is a very big success for us. And also maybe when we talk about the success is another thing that I want to mention out. We have started with a project. This is a project that is uh, multinational. It's called Transimed. This project start, starts with this, that we created new simulation center in uh, uh, Skopje, okay? In Macedonia, and also one in Zagreb, uh, Croatia. What that means? Slovenia is like the transit uh, country of the Europe, and then down is the Balkans, and there there are no simulation centers. And with this project, we will connect those country countries, establish simulation centers, and now two new ones are working in uh, Skopje and in Zagreb, and they 
will have their instructors who can teach, who will be advanced instructors, basic instructors. And Zagreb has also started with working with their modules and started educating their employees. So I think that is a very big success story here in Slovenia, because now there will be more and more simulation centers that will pop out. And there is also Transimed website that they can all connect, have their manuscripts there, theory lines, PowerPoints, everything. It's a hub for them where they can meet, share experiences, and work in their environment. So I think those are the best success stories that have happened uh, with us while working in a simulation center. Yeah, thank you. These are huge success stories. Uh, have you encountered challenges in running the simulation center and how have you addressed them? Of course, we would like to say no. The first thing I think was people did not know the method. They, as I said before, they thought this was circus and it can be if you don't know what you're doing. So the first thing, we had to change their minds. In the beginning, people didn't want to come to us because they th they thought they will judge us. They will see that we don't know how to do things. Now they understand because we changed their mindset. They understand that if they come here, we will not judge them. If they do something wrong, so what? They will learn and they will know how to do in clinical environment. And that now they want to come to us. And now is the problem that the capacity is not rigid because we can't uh, accept them all. So changing their mindset was the biggest problem. Of course, another one was because we were all taught the same way in our faculties. You were taught theory and skills, and then you went to work in a clinical environment, and then you had a problem, okay? With simulation in healthcare, you also have the missing parts. You have the simulation, you have the debriefing, in-situ simulation, and that has really helped us with keeping our patients safe. So changing the mindset, another thing, finances okay every simulation center of course needs financing as i said before we're on primary health care care level so we have to finance ourselves but you can do that if you have a great program with which you can run and also have projects that are international because if you're good at what you do you don't have those problems but you have to be very organized and have to know how to do things on which way, where, how, and so on. So I think financing uh, was a big problem, but we overcame that, okay? And another thing, when we started with this, other people saw us as, as a threat. Like we will take away their educations, they will not have uh, uh, people coming to them no more, but we have never been bothered with that. Why? Because we have not taken anything from them because they were not using simulations in healthcare. They had just hand skills. Those are not simulation training. So that's not a big problem for us, but the biggest thing was really changing them, their mindset to see that this is a really great method to learn to have our patient safety level high. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And now we continue with the even more exciting part, especially for me. Uh, you have a mobile simulation unit. Uh, yes. Could you explain the concept and purpose of your mobile simulation unit and how it complements the simulation center, what the role is, creation and objective? 
Uh, yes, mobile simulation unit was a product of uh, the feedback that we got from our ed education uh, that people came to us and said, hey, we have this and this problem. And the problem was Slovenia is relatively, not just relatively, it is a small country, okay? It's only <laughs> 2 million of us, but there are distances also. So to people to come to Ljubljana, to come from periphery, when we know that people who work in healthcare don't have a lot of time, there's always shortage of staff. They can't always come to Ljubljana to train with the best equipment and with this methodology. So our goal was, we will go to them. So we started with this mobile simulation unit that you saw when you were uh, here in Slovenia. With that simulation unit, we can go to them, teach them whatever they need, what they want, uh, and then at their doorstep. That means I can go to a hospital when they have time. They come out, five people, train this, 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 and they can go work back again. Or because with that, we save them time, they don't have to come to Ljubljana, so the costs are lower for them, and they, go, and they have the same equipment that they would have when they would come to Ljubljana. So it is available to all. And this simulation unit is very good because we have used it all out, all throughout Slovenia and also abroad, Croatia and so on. Because we can go to them, they can use our equipment, and they can really train with this methodology. So, so there basically is no limits to if they can learn or, or not. Because usually simulation centers and that knowledge is always centralized. They have to come to you. Now we go to them because we can adapt, because they don't have enough time, shortage of staff, and so on. So that's, I think, the biggest thing that drove us to build this simulation unit. Yeah, especially in Turkey, we have similarly problem, problems uh, yeah. for the primary healthcare, yeah. Uh, and how has the mobile unit been received by the community and healthcare professionals in Slovenia? It was great. Uh, at the beginning, they didn't know why or why would someone use that? But now, almost all of the nursing schools in Slovenia use them for two weeks. We come to them, they have it before their uh, school, and they use it for two weeks so the uh, students there can learn with simulation in healthcare. So simulation unit is very busy. We go everywhere, and they really love it. But what's the main thing about it? I can't have 20 people there because it's it's a smaller thing, but it's very good because maximum of six people. And that's the perfect, basically, group to have so they can learn, we can learn, they can have a great debriefing and so on. So in Slovenia, it was very well accepted. And we were also invited in a lot of countries to go. But then COVID came and things just like startled a little bit but now it's gaining the reputation back. So we use it a lot. Thank you. And uh, I know your simulation center has a lot of plans for the future. Uh, what new simulation technologies or methods is your center planning to implement in the near future? Okay, so now when we're talking about technologies, we are using augmented reality. This is our favorite because it's a little bit dif different than VR. Everyone who knows technology knows that AR has its advantages, VR has some others, okay? So 
we have been working more with augmented reality, but now we will also start working with VR because there are some advantages of using it, okay? Those are the things. And another one that we're working a lot and will be working even more is gamification. This is something new because new generations are basically born with technology, with those concepts, and it's the right thing that we adopt. So, for example, one thing that we are doing now, it will be electronic ABCD charts that they can use when they are learning when doing simulations in healthcare. And the games, they will get our employees, will get this game into their phones for free. And it will, for example, remind them. Uh, the telephone will say, Davorin, you have not um, uh, done nothing with ABC on the phone for one week. Here is a clinical example. Do something with ABCDE. That's just one part of what we are trying to achieve. So that people will learn to use these products, that they can learn some clinical skills. For example, ABCDE algorithms of reanimation, and we can do this by gamification. So using some technology to, to have some charts, games that are very fun, and they will draw them to play them, because if they do not play them, they don't do no good to me nor to you. So those are the things. And also, of course, having a social worker. That is something new because it's rarely done in simulation centers. That means that when you have a multidisciplinary team working with the, I know, I don't know, a reanimation of a child, who will always be there? Mother and the father. And who takes care of them? No one. You need a social worker who will also then manage the situation that will go on. So we are trying to implement social work into our modules. So that is very important. And also working with our mediation center, who is teaching people skills of communication. When something happens, for example, that they have a fight, they can go to a mediation center and figure things out. So we're really doing that big multidisciplinary teams that will work in real clinical environment. Yes, yes, you are so creative. Uh, thank you. And how can individuals and organizations stay updated on your simulation centers, future developments, and involvement opportunities? As I said before, uh, Transimed is one of our international projects. People can go check it out. It's transimed.eu. Uh, they can go there and they can see what we're basically doing there. And it connects Slovenia, Croatia, and Macedonia. And others will follow also, all the Balkans, a lot. And we are trying to go to Turkey because we will bridge the gap between Slovenia and Turkey and maybe even on. So that is very important for us. So Transimed web website, also our um, simulation center Ljubljana website. You have, they have all the contacts there, the new things that we do, the modules that we do, literature, uh, all the research that we have done, and of course, our social media like Facebook, it's Simulation Center Ljubljana. So they can get all the contacts there, see what we are doing. We also have our YouTube channel. We have a lot of videos there. It's called Sim Center Ljubljana, of course, also. So I think we have those channels that people can uh, contact us, relate to us, and see basically what we are doing. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your unique simulation center with our listeners. Uh, thank you so much for your time in this episode. Uh, we will put links and, and other information regarding your sim center on the website. Thank you very much, Gamze. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Talk Sim. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it on social media or leaving us a rating or a review on your favorite podcast platform. All of these things help support this podcast. Visit anaxle.org to learn more about Anaxle, how to get more involved in simulation, and gain access to Anaxle's member offerings. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a second of the latest developments in simulation. See you next time. Mm -hmm.